0: If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, join me this morning in Jonah chapter four. If it is okay with all of you, we're just going to jump right in. We're we're going to dig in and see what God has us uh, has for us this morning, as we wrap up what for me has been a really fun study and really uh, even I'll say even eye opening, because as I have studied Jonah again for. The I don't know how many if time now. Uh, there, it's, it's true in the word anywhere that you go. There's always something new. It's, it's never, uh, it is never the same old thing when you go and read and study. And it's been absolutely the same thing for me as I have studied this out uh, for us over the last few weeks. So let's just, let's dig in. Here we go, Jonah. We're going to be in chapter 4, but I'm going to back up one verse into chapter 3 And we'll start at uh, chapter 3 verse 10 and uh, we're just we're gonna run for uh, the finish line this morning Bible says When God saw that they had when God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways He changed his mind and he did not carry out the destruction that he had threatened. And that's where we ended last week and now into uh, chapter 4. And in my Bible, the title of chapter 4, which is, is so so good, Jonah's anger at the Lord's mercy. And yeah, I, to me, there's a whole lot of comedy in there. Uh, so let's, let's dig in through the first four verses to start out. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. And catch that. He said, I knew And then he he laid it all out there. You are eager to turn back from destroying people, (laughs) but kill me now. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I had predicted will not happen. And I think I read that verse wrong. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. Then the Lord replied, this is verse 4. Is it right for you to be angry about this? And there is just a there is just a ton of stuff in there. And as, as I read and even down towards the end of the week as I was reading and going back through my notes and putting some final thoughts together, one thing that just really stuck out to me uh, because it, it starts first, uh, verse 1 of chapter 4. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and I don't know. I don't know about you guys. How do you feel about change? And you don't necessarily have to answer that that question out loud. But when it comes to the change of your plans, how does how does it make you feel? And because for me personally, I and, and this I'll, I'll clarify everything I'm going to say. Through this because I think change is a good thing But I'll clarify it by saying within reason Within reason change is a good thing Someone that I know used to say change for the sake of change is not necessary And I agree with that just just to change something just because you just want to change something that's that's not Necessary you need to take a look and see what what? maybe driving change you know if if something is outdated if something needs to be modified something even terminology that i use something is tired or it's old yeah change can be a can be a good thing but just to change to change not maybe not necessarily but here's here's for me where i and i know this isn't exactly what Jonah is thinking with the change of plans, but you know for me something I I like to have Plans and when it comes to my plans after I've gotten everything Done and ready and laid out and ready to go. I'm I'm not so flexible With my plans. I'll I will admit that I, I If I have thought it out and put a lot of time and energy into it I'm really not flexible with a sudden change it throws me off and especially if it's if it's against what I thought was gonna happen that'll throw me off but if and, and you know get this because it's it's kind of like with what Jonah is saying you know God's change of plans is what Jonah is mad at and you know he Jonah knew because he admits it he tells God I know that you're merciful and I know that you're a loving God and I, I just I knew you were gonna do this but it's not what I wanted you to do that's not my plan and and Jonah is upset and you know I'll, I'll do that too I'll get I'll get wound up about my plans being changed but here's here's the thing for Jonah that he missed and here's the thing that you know for me sometimes in those change of plans that that I will miss As Well, when uh, when it comes to those sudden things Jonah Had completely forgotten the mission He had completely forgotten the mission and catch this the word that should go right there is again Because as we've studied this out one thing that we've definitely seen Jonah was sent Jonah ran Jonah repented And God sent him again, and Jonah knew, knew what he was being sent for. To carry the message of God to Nineveh, like for us to carry the message of God to the world. And Jonah still, in his mind, he still didn't want God to give mercy and didn't think that God should give mercy to the wicked people. You know, Jonah, we've talked about this through the study. Jonah had his, his preconceived ideas and opinions and attitudes about who these people were and where he was being sent, and he didn't. Want this to happen even though he knew it was God's plan and it was like he's angry at God for changing his mind and the whole idea of what God is doing God is wanting us like he was wanting Jonah to take his message to the people so that They could come to know him and so that they could surrender to him. That's the whole idea of the call to Nineveh for Jonah. There shouldn't have been a surprise and there shouldn't have been anxiety and anger over the fact that God had changed his plans because That's exactly what God wanted Jonah to do. And in this right here in in the beginning of chapter 4, I said it just a second ago, you know, Jonah, this is the, he's been sent now multiple times to, to Nineveh, and in the moment he's already forgotten What God has done for him all along from back at the beginning of chapter 1 when he saved his life on the ship and then he Saved his life and I know he he was thrown into the sea and swallowed by a fish But God saved his life twice To get him to wake up to go and do what he had called him to do and Jonah's already he's already forgotten all of this stuff That God has done for him and you know we we unwrap that in his whole attitude of prayer while he was in the fish you know it was he was was he thankful uh, for God for uh, for his salvation and saving his life and getting the Opportunity to go to Nineveh and do what God has called him to do or is he just is he just glad that he didn't drown? You know that we talked about that that whole idea of how we live our faith. Sometimes it, it's like a yo-yo. When it's good, we're up, and when it's bad, we're down. And you know, we can we can treat God the same way with with our our faith and our attitude towards Him. Are are we thankful and watching and? Anticipating all the things that he's gonna do in our lives or Are we living with the world and running with the world and when it's not going like we think it ought to go? We're blaming God and then when it goes good. We're like, oh, okay. Thank you God You didn't let me drown that time. You know it we 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 live in this this yo-yo that we should or like this Yo-yo that we shouldn't live like with our faith, but here's our encouragement God can hear us anywhere. And that, you know, for us, as we talked through uh, last week, you know, that was our takeaway and our encouragement. Even Even when we live that up and down kind of life, you know, the reality for us, God can hear us anywhere, anytime when we cry out to him. And we have never done anything too great to separate us from God's love. God loves us. Wants to use us, desires for us to follow him in all things, even and especially when we miss the point, like Jonah did. Jonah missed the point that God's salvation and God's love is for everyone. We miss that sometimes too, as we're up and down in in life and and giving up on things and then upset with how God is is acting and working because you know Jonah Jonah's mad at God because Jonah or because God extended salvation and withdrew his plans for destruction. And you know for us sometimes we we do that same that same thing and we have that same mentality when we see someone receive God's mercy And we've already drawn an opinion that they don't deserve God's love. And we've got to be so careful with that attitude because God's love is for everyone. And we can't have that narrow view of who deserves God's love and mercy and it it took me as I was was getting ready. It took me to uh, The book of Romans and if if you are excuse me. Yeah, Romans Um, And if you have your Bible, you'll have to join me there I didn't uh, put these all on the screen, but in Romans chapter 2 and and for me this is just a reminder of what God has done for us and who Starting with me, who deserves God's mercy? And that God's mercy is for everyone. Romans chapter 2, listen to uh, to these verses as I read them. Uh, looking at the first uh, 10 verses of chapter 2. It says, you may think that you can con- condemn such people. Again, that whole attitude of the undeserving. But you... Are just as bad and you have no excuse when you say they are wicked and that they should be punished you're condemning yourself for you who judge others do these very same things and we know that God in his justice will punish will punish anyone who does such things since you judge others for doing these things Why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are stubborn. You are storing up terrible punishment for yourself for a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality. That God offers, but He will pour out His anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth, and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be terrible calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, for the Jew first, and then for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first, and also. For the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism. And the whole the whole idea and the whole thing that I want you to to gather and, and grab on there when when it comes to how we are living our lives and, and going and answering his call and even passing our opinion to who does or who doesn't. Deserve God's love and mercy just like Jonah was doing in Nineveh we don't have We don't have that right because God has shed and given and poured out his mercy and love on all of us and Wants us to share that with those that we are called to go to especially in this world around us so full of sin and brokenness and people screaming their opinions wanting us to hear them the loudest over anything and everything that's going on and what if and and again that that whole idea of of who is who's screaming the loudest and what's going on in the world around us you know what if god is calling us to go and to be right in the middle of that mess somewhere Right where we are is somewhere. But what if he's calling us to go and to be in the middle of that mess and deliver his message of love and forgiveness and redemption instead of him, instead of us saying, well, God, you ought to do something. You know, it's so easy for me sometimes to hear him ask me, well, what did I send you for? Because. When we, as believers, when we surrendered our lives to Christ, we were sent from that moment to go and to do and to share and to teach and to be his witnesses. Even in our own personal Nineveh, that place that we don't want to go, where we have the opinion, like Jonah did, that they just don't deserve it. Even people, man, I hate to say this, but even people that maybe like Jonah has expressed, you know, a, a hatred for somebody. And I hope for us that that's not, that's not a reality, that we don't say that there's people that we hate. I I do. I hope that's not true for us, but we are sent, and we are sent daily to share God's love, and we're to share that. I'll even say first, but we're to share that with people that we think are least deserving of that love, and you know, right now, this, the tragedy in the, in the world going on around us in Uvalde just a few days ago. It's so easy for our opinion to come out. But God's love and mercy is even meant, and I do, I have prayed for that young man. I hope he knew God. I do. We're not going to know but I hope he did, you know, and we can, we can pass those opinions of who doesn't deserve God's love and mercy, and, you know, and that could be one of the first names that pops into our mind, but I do hope that someone answered God's call and shared the love of Christ with that young man. And what a tragedy. I don't, I'm not downplaying what has happened at all, because there's terrible loss. But again, instead of our opinions, we're called to share the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And let's go back to uh, Jonah chapter 4 now and, and finish out the chapter and then connect the dots on a couple of things before, uh, before we close it out. And I moved my marker. Let me see if I can find Jonah. Because it's buried in there I may have to read off the screens there it is okay Jonah chapter 4 starting in verse 5 is where we were then Jonah went out to went out to the east side of the city and he made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city to sit and wait and see what would happen to the city. And he already knew what had happened to the city. And the Lord arranged for a leafy plant to grow. And soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shedding him from the sun. And this eased his discomfort. And Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stems of the plant so that it withered away. And as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow on Jonah. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Death is certainly better than living like this. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and it died quickly. Verse 11, but Nineveh Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness not to mention all the animals shouldn 't I feel sorry for such a great city and wrapping up uh, wrapping up our study through Jonah and wrapping up our whole what we were called in this series, What did I send you for a couple of things that are takeaways for us despite despite jonah 's disobedience and despite jonah 's continued Argument and pushback and uh, even debate with God Catch this it's important despite all of that and despite all that Jonah Didn't want to do and didn't carry out like God had called him to do God still ministered to Jonah as well God still showed tenderness and compassion to Jonah as well. And I know there's, you know, there's there is that idea of of God with with the punishment with the plant and some of those even consequences for Jonah's actions. But the whole the whole thing for us to catch here. And it just brings it brings this whole book. Um, it, it brings this whole book to a point. God is more merciful Than we can ever imagine and God is more merciful than we definitely ever give him credit for he feels compassion for us just like he does the world around us he spared the sailors he spared Jonah he was patient with Jonah he answered Jonah's prayers Jonah finally followed God's lead and did what he said and God had mercy on a city that was ready to be destroyed and through all of that, all of those good things that Jonah did, or God did and all of that mercy that God extended to Jonah, to Jonah, not just the people of Nineveh, to Jonah, we still see, it's so clear, we still see Jonah more concerned with himself and more concerned with his personal comfort and more concerned over a dead plant than the people in the city that God had saved and you know that's that's where that's where this this book ends we we don't know anything after that from that point as far as Jonah's response to anything, uh, Jonah's response to that question that God a- asked him, we don't know. But for us, what that, that, that challenge has got to be, what's got to be in burning in our hearts is for the, the people around us to know the people around us to hear, the people around us to see the love of God and the mercy of Christ instead of worrying about our own comfort and our own desires and our own thoughts about somebody else or even our own thoughts about ourselves because we've got to be so very careful because In all the mess, in all the noise, in life, we can get confused ourselves and allow the enemy to disqualify us because he loves to bring up junk from our past, right? Loves to bring it up and loves to rattle, to me sometimes, they're like big giant bells that he likes to... To shake over my head to let me hear the noise and, and remind me of where I've been and those past mistakes and those things that I did. But, you know, the the truth for us, the salvation that comes from God, that comes through Christ, the mercy that he extends for us, the call to serve and to go. There's nothing in that that we earn. It's a gift. It's a gift of God through His grace, because of our faith, and the truth is, none of us are qualified. None of us are qualified, but God will use every one of us. And what I hope the end of the story that we don't know for Jonah was was a turnaround, and it was was a realization. Of all that God had done and all that God wants to do and the amazing love of God. And so for us, as, as we close this book and as we move forward, for us what our challenge is, is don't be like Jonah. A prophet of God, a man that we can read and see and, and study in the Bible. But so easy to see the lack of compassion and the lack of love. And honestly, the lack of a desire to see God do what he even admitted in his own words that he knew that God would do. So our challenge, don't be Jonah. Be a Christ follower, a person in love with Jesus Christ, a person on mission to go, to live, and to tell of the love and mercy of Jesus Christ so that his mercy can be extended to others. And then we get to celebrate when he works in someone's life. It's not that we get to say, oh, they didn't deserve it. Man, that ought to be, that ought to be a time of celebration when someone comes to know Christ as their Savior, their Lord, and their King. So, let's go, and let's tell. Pray with me, please. God, we thank you for, again, for all that, that you do for us. And God, I do. I I pray. God, I pray that we, as, as we've studied this together, the one thing that we see and we know and we can draw from this is that you've called us all, you're sending us all because you want people to know who you are. So God, I pray that we would live our faith out loud God, we would deliver your message through our lives and through our voices. And then, Father, we would celebrate. We would celebrate when you work in and change someone's heart. Because it is a joyous thing to see. So, God, use us as we go. And, God, as we always pray together, give us those opportunities to share who you are with others and make us so very aware of the opportunity that you've put in front of us and give us the boldness, God, to step in and be your voice. God, we love you. We thank you for for the truth and the challenge that comes from the truth of your word. And, Father, we pray this all together in Jesus' name. Amen.